Um, I understand, for example, I hope I'm not saying anything that people don't aren't aware of. I mean, this is this is Rebalance says I should say this loud and clear. I think most of the rabbis concur with this that head to Mechira products, which is what most regular rabbinic restaurants and establishments sell, head to head to Mechira this year and the Shemitah year is not kosher. And people who use that stuff and use those products that they have hot produce on their plates at home, as indeed anybody who holds regular rabbinut in this country and he eats head to Mechira stuff, their plates are not kosher. You can't eat on those plates, even if they serve you kosher food. I hold that. So that's not compatible. You either hold that way or you don't hold that way. Right? right? I mean, they're, generally they're like, there's the, there's Farga Mary. call that mutually exclusive. Yeah, go ahead. There's Farga Mary's National Girl, right? And, uh, there are, there's the high party, mm-hmm. uh, well, high Ashkenaz, right? So the wife, the, the, the wife of the first, the girls no question. Able to, you know, and party. I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with that. When it's not a question of level, but rather different than hugging, we see many such instances, and they work perfectly well. But uh, but it's something at least to discuss. You can't just go into marriage blindly and assume, oh yeah, it's all going to work out. It may or may not work out. Is the point? It's not generally understood that the wife the first. It may be, but at least be aware of. What, again, if you're, you know, if you know, you know, he's he's Sephardi, she's Ashkenazi, and you do that like a known thing. It's pretty obvious that that's what's going to happen. But it would be a good thing to bring up, just so that because some people, you'd be amazed at how many people are are um, not thinking. They're not very even intelligent people don't go through life so um, self aware and evaluative. You just don't realize the implications of what they're doing. So suddenly it's time to get, you know, it's time to go shopping the first day of marriage or whatever it is when she goes shopping. And, and it didn't dawn on her in the past, hey, she's got to sh- shop according to her husband's shopping list. She's never done that before. What could that mean? Good. I mean, you realize a lot of what I'm saying is common sense. Just bring it out into the open. Communicate. These are the kinds of things that are a good idea to bring up. Well, there was a uh, story about Rabbi Kamenetsky. Uh, when he got remarried for the second time, he, uh, his wife, uh, it was like uh, one of the Shabbos's right after they got married, and okay. it was also, um, I think, on Shapiris. Okay. And so she made him a uh, meat meal, and he followed uh, the dairy thing. And so in front of all of his students, he told them just, just eat the meal and don't comment because he didn't want to embarrass her from. Uh, ah, ah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. The, um, the, the question of the. Something. Maybe can lend him something quickly. Yeah. No, no, not that way. Come on. Does it do it? Okay. Surely. Just, it's on my mind. I'm clueless. I'm not good about this, and it's not fair because I make I make my colleagues be the bad guys. But I just to be fair, we're we're, we're strong on the dress code. Tell your friends. Uh, people have to people have to wear a collared shirt. Look, look, respect, place, manners. Um, honestly, I mean, I, think I can say this. I'm not, I think I'm limited to say this. Um, a guy was looking at the yeshiva last week, and he was a great guy who was perfect for derech, and looked that people looked like schlubs, and it was a turnoff for him. Um, right, so we represent something. We're not. I mean, kind of a nice illustration of our point here. You, everything matters in life. You know, you symbolize things. Okay. Um, other things. Rebalance says. I mean, it's just straightforward kinds of things. You find out a lot by asking these questions. Who is the person's posek? Do they have a posek? Do they ask shilas? Right? Is that something that that's even in their in their purview? Do they do they consider such things? Where do they daven? Where do they perceive to daven? What community they belong to? Um, Internet. What is their policy towards internet? Do they have a filter? Do they have these smartphones? Yes, no. 
that will that, that those are defining kinds of issues. There, there are people who follow the gedolim and don't have smartphones. Uh, period. That's what the gedolim say, and there are people who don't. Well, that would be a point of incompatibility if one holds one way and the other one holds another way. Um, these are these are good basic informational questions to know one way or the other. I mean, if you have a smartphone and you want sure to have a smartphone, that's also you know that's also something that you should consider. Um, find out what people do during their free time. Right? What is there? Do they go on hikes? Do they play around? Do they use the smartphone? Right, exactly. Uh, these are kind of commonsensical um, issues. Um, now, 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 kids, now, come on. Do they um, not only do their free time, but even in their class time, find out how they behave? You might want to. Yeah. And then you have plenty of adults. Mary, you had something after class yesterday that I told you, ask it in class because it's relevant for everybody. Do you remember what it was? Today. Oh, it was even today, and I said bring it up in class. What was it? Are you allowed to? <laughs> I was so repetitive. Somebody came with a T-shirt, and I remembered to announce that they have to be appropriately dressed according to our dress code. And I said it in front of everybody and everything. Anyway, yeah, I'm usually not good at this. I'm oblivious, so it's not good. Yeah, go ahead. Um, are you allowed to look at your page? Right, that was a good one. Um, so we said in Old Pot today we learned we learned how to gerund your heat uh, your heat bell verbs uh, and, and we learned to nistakel, which is to look. The the gerund of course was histakos, which we understand is nisa derisi. You're not allowed to look at girls. Uh, we did this uh, several weeks ago. Anybody came to the year I gave on uh, on derech chiba. We talked about such things. So what's the difference between a quick glance, which is not prohibited, a quick glance? How much does the how much do the yogurts cost, ma'am? That kind of a quick, you know, business-like kind of transaction glance uh, versus... Right, the answer is a few seconds, right? There's a few extra seconds of the difference between a this and a this, right? Remember this one? That's the halacha? That's news for anybody? I hope that's not news for anybody. If it is, sorry. Uh, that's the halacha. It's, um, the level of prohibition of a person who... who, is, who, who uh, for you, it has your name written. Anybody who looks at a woman intentionally, is, it's a it's a tort prohibition. Anyway, um, the, um, one of the classic famous exceptions brought that explicitly is a chassan, it's in the Gemara. A chassan must look, while on the shirati, must look at the kala. You cannot marry, I said this recently, you can't marry sight unseen. You have to be able to. I said this. So, you, so I did say this yesterday? Yeah. Apologies then. Yeah, so that's the one to know I have to see you. No good, you can't make faces behind me. Um, the, uh, so turn, turn this up. So the, uh, you have to be able to look at her and see, is she compatible? Is she somebody that I can, oh, you're right, I did talk about this. Fine, fine. Okay. Um, going down, you all have your checklist. If you don't have a copy, I would like to keep one as a party souvenir, as a party favor. So you'll come to me after class and uh, and I'll make more copies if there are, they're lacking. Um, finishing out, we talked about checking out a personality, uh, checked about hashkafic issues. I think we're at number seven. Does that sound right? No, we're number six. Oh, we're number six. We didn't finish we didn't personality. Oh, oh, oh. We, we did, talked we did. about, yeah, we we talk about problem solving. It says it was proposal. Always stress. Stress, communication, does she mind games? We did all this. Yeah, yeah. number six. We're at number seven. Um, these, number seven, maybe you have some wisdom on this. You know, how do you find out? You checked out for your, for your own kids. 
right? Do they have, let's say, just medical issues? People sometimes conceal this, and it's usur. They have to let you know if it has a ramification in your kid's life. How did you go about finding out when people had medical issues? <laughs> right, it's tricky. I mean, we asked, but they said, oh, no. Or honestly, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but it's pretty important, this. It's very important. And certain things are just problems. So what that is, what, what someone will have to say? Well, you have a child. Right. We talked about, talk about yesterday, the Shabbat and Weed. 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 So we, I mean, we just asked the neighbor, you know, are there any medical issues? And the neighbor answered us, they said, I don't know. I don't think so. They seem to be okay. I mean, those are the kind of answers you usually get. But that doesn't really tell you anything. Also, like, what was the same thing? Like, oh, you thought, like, oh, you know, person has, like, I don't know, you're, you have spring allergies. Like, that's, like, irrelevant. Right? None of the women in the family can reproduce. Right, okay. Let's say. It happens. The mother could, obviously. Yeah. I lonely's the status of Ilonis, but the older sisters all got married and they, they had no children. Right, well that's right. also it's called an Iloni Khazaka there, so maybe that, that that's that's really an issue. That's awesome. That's the, yeah, right, exactly. With potential um there was a guy in Orsamech years ago, I remember this, that he actually married such a woman, um, but the, the, the it was an individual Shaila that they had to ask where he had immense <laughs> physiological, psychological issues. He was a basket case in so many levels, yeah, but yeah. so was she. So it was really a match made in heaven. Um, and, and they got a special head through given this, knowing that the, that he would not be Makai in the midst of Peruvu, but he also reasonably might never have gotten married otherwise. You, so you they, made an ex- they made an exception in this case. And you artificially inseminated him? No. Every case is it's case by case. Also, there are there are stories, there are stories we brought this Chazavri, and the post can bring down such stories of people who cannot conceive and then miraculously do conceive. So all possibilities are open, but there are certainly there are ramifications that are a good idea. Um, yeah, there's a man who thinks ahead. Right? Uh, okay, the... Um, yeah, more subtle than physical maladies, which at least are concrete, they're, you know, they're not abstract, are psychological problems, which we all have. Everybody has their psychological issues, but again, some of them are more insidious than others, and wouldn't it be a good idea to know if she was... Multiple personalities. Yeah, multiple personalities. I'd like to marry Marsha and not, and not Patty, please. Uh, right? Or, what if you have two heads? Right, two heads, there you go. Um, you, know, what if, you know, what if she has something seemingly, you know, let's say not even that big of a deal. What if she is um, OCD? Right? Obsessive compulsive disorder. Right? And, and it's like OCD people can maintain a facade pretty effectively. You might never discover this until after the marriage. That she's obsessive compulsive. She, Lady Macbeth, couldn't stop washing her hands after the murder. Right? So, so um, she, you know, she, 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 she hates germs. Right? So she, uh, so she, uh, she can't, she can't function in the house. But you happen to be a slob. You know, that's not a happy scenario waiting to unfold. Is that like an acronym for like germs? No, 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 Yeah, go ahead. What was it? Yeah, get him out of here. Yeah, get him out you realize we're in a pretty we're in a pretty gray area here. It's not absolutely medical, but the more you know, 
Among other things, especially if you're from and she's from, hopefully you'll have what to do with the in-laws. You know, that that'll be a place where you go and spend Shabbos is the grandchildren will have a connection with their grandparents and so on. So their, their own, you know, you, you don't just marry the girl, you marry into her family and there may be certain qualities in the family that are, are, are disqualifying for you. You may not be able to tolerate. I mean, that's notorious, you know, the mother-in-law jokes, notwithstanding, but, but the, the, that, could, that could absolutely uh, sabotage a good marriage. Also, also, right, like I'm saying... Uh, if she could be perfect for you, but like she hasn't, uh, you know, but her family's cautious is like, you know, something that's totally Those, again, right? all, that could be a problem. What I'm suggesting here is none of these things are inherently disqualified if you know going in with your eyes wide open. One of the secrets to good life, let alone a good marriage, is to have realistic lowered expectations. You knew this was the case. You knew this was what it was. You knew the parents were like this. And then you got married with you know with your eyes open, fully conscious and thinking and you said, yes, yes, I knew. So then when the bad stuff starts happening, you can't turn around and say, hey, you know, you deceived me. No, no, no deception here. The problem, of course, is when there's deception. For your part also on these kinds of issues, you want to, at least at one point in the, in the, in the process of shit, at least also divulge the relevant information. You would like to have a, you know, the, the, remember this, 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 uh, this, I quote my daughter, but it's a basic idea, right? You don't want to just get married, you'd like to stay married. So, insofar as that's, that's true, you want to, you know, you want everything to be on the up and up. In life in general, you want to make sure that there's no misunderstandings. When people, uh, I've been hired by Christians before to guide them. I love those opportunities. It's fantastic. But I, I say up front, I don't go into churches. And I, say, and I also warn them, I say it like it is, so almost certainly I'm going to say something that's going to offend you. And, and the Christians who I've guided love that. They want to hear from an Orthodox Jewish perspective. So as long as there's no misunderstandings after the fact, I already warned them what they might not like, that's their choice. Then once people have all the information or the main, the primary information in their hands, okay, so you can make the you can make the decisions. Um, it, one of the things this is really impossible to get, but the cl- classic psych- dynamic in psychology, people often have enmeshment issues with their parents. They have, they have unresolved issues with their parents. They don't go out of the shadow of their mother or their father, and everything that they do is somehow in retaliation to or in deference to you know anything the parent does, the, the child says, and so on. Those are kinds of relevant issues that could unfold in a marriage and sometimes uh, in sometimes destructive ways. People assume that getting married, I've said this before too, people assume that getting married, getting married to live happily ever after, and marriage will solve all my innermost problems, when in fact what we see more frequently is they actually exacerbates the, uh, the, the problems. Um, you know, not, not that we're perfect, no, we're not meant to be perfect, but you, you shouldn't go in with, with, uh, with illusions. Um, number eight, we talked about in the morning sheer yesterday, the keeping secrets factor. Anybody has questions on it? I'm going to skip over it otherwise. Um, some things we said in summary, you should, they're not relevant. You don't have to divulge in fact Ashi so sometimes it's better for you not to reveal and that's legitimate but anything that's going to play into the marriage you have to think twice maybe she should know the worst scenario is if she finds out after the fact something that you hid from her and then she feels betrayed and especially if it was relevant to her I did something that lets you in the past but Again, it may be a Shiloh. You might want to consult a Rebbe or something close to an older older sibling to see if that's really the case. But you, but the Rebbe may paskin for you. Yes, don't tell this. Don't speak about this because it will only damage among other things, uh, a woman should respect her husband, a husband should respect the wife, but it's not mutual, meaning it doesn't have to be equal. Women have to feel respect for their husbands. One of the disasters of marriage, especially today, is that women scorn their husbands. They see their husbands as ridiculous. 
right? And you don't want to be ridiculous in her eyes, so maybe that piece of information, which has nothing to do with who you are today, and it wouldn't play any role in a family and family life, maybe it's best to consider. I mean, I know of one marriage of a young guy. I mean, he was my, he was my client in therapy who... Um, from upbringing, and then he went off the derech, and then came back, and was a Balshuva. But while he was off, he got into icky stuff. S and M. And yeah, I know. And um, and he thought, in the interest, people have this notion from the Western world: let's be open, everything. You know, my life is your life, and everything. And he, in a moment of calm, um, uh, shared this with his wife, and she took it reasonably well. You know, she took it very well at first, but after she realized the ramifications of his dark side, um, she lost utter respect for him, and no, and was not even embarrassed about it. She openly mocked him. And they got divorced with a baby and everything. They got the, a terrible, terrible story, but not the only story. I had other clients once. They were the nicest people, you, you know. And and um, as the therapy was, and, and as a therapist, anybody want to be a therapist? Anybody know your parents? So so you, you have to be poker face, you know. You're, you're cool, calm, and professional the whole time. So I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, but not perfect. I, I think I managed this one, but this was this was quite a challenge. Um, it turned out there's a woman with a hair every last strand covered and everything. Uh, it turned out that um, you know one of her secrets that she wound up divulging to her husband was that. She used to be a, a stripper. <laughs> and I said, oh, fun fact. And then we processed it and everything. And then, you know, after they left that day, have a nice day. Okay, we're, we're set for next week. Very good. Have a nice week. Very good. Thank you very much. <laughs> Are you good at poker? I was. I was once upon a time, yeah. Uh, I'm, so, like, I'm, saying, I'm sure if you ever, like, you know, like, oh, I left my hat Interestingly, here. Interestingly, like, they had... Year, they had such problems, but that interestingly was not a problem. The fact that he knew that about her past, oh my god! No, honestly, for most men and not. As much as that sounds, most men, I, people in this class have come over me afterwards. You know, in terms of discussing what are you looking for in a girl, people who are involved in the dark side, whatever that might mean. I mean, a lot of things nowadays, right? Right? Rebbe, you have to know, the girl I marry, she's going to be at Sudeikis, she's going to be at Sanua. I think a lot of, everybody's different, but I think a lot of people aspire eventually. You don't want to marry those, you know, those those, those immodest types that we all know. Those of us don't consider those wife material. We aspire to marry somebody who's going to raise our children and Kedushin, Tara, and all the good stuff. And so I turned, this guy said this very sincerely, I said, and I knew his background, I said, you know, um, why is she going to want to marry you? What type of girl? Harsh for a point. I, I, I said, I said, you're gonna have to work on yourself. If you aspire to marrying a girl like this, you have to be qualified. You have to be the husband. You have to be the husband, right? And was, why would she, why would any girl who fits this image that you have of her want to marry? She could do better potentially unless you work on yourself. Now, isn't it like in Judaism? I think nowadays, a guy who who's often comes back on is so much better off than a girl who was often comes back on. Who goes, who goes off goes back on? She's still known as Well, it depends on how far off she goes. If she loses her dambasulim, if she loses her dambasulim, that's a major nafkami. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm speaking too much code. If she if she cohabits with a man, she, her whole status halakhically changes. Right, but I'm saying even not. Well, even, that's, not just, that's not true for a man. Even just. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just yeah. dating. Don't get any ideas. It's <laughs> not true. A lot of things just dating. I know you make 
But if you lie, chances are it is going to go at some point, somehow. You know, the Shlomo Malav can't hide three things. Like, right, right. Some things can be hidden. But what about after the marriage? It should be hidden. Again, if it's something totally behind you, it's not even a topic, it shouldn't come up. It won't come up, if that's really true. Yeah, but maybe later in life it might be useful for your kids or tomorrow. Okay, so you know what you can do? Remember remember, I gave you the scenario? I, t- I talked about the... Um, I-, I'll- I should quote some sources on this one. It's uh, Rav Shach cited this one in the name of the Prophet Chaim. That you can tell, he called it little fibs, like a woman's age. I told you the story of the woman who, who said she was 38 when she was 42. You think, what's the difference? Four years. But, you know, in the Shidduch scene these days, those four years are imperative, especially when it comes to women's biological clocks. But I'm saying that 38-year-old woman can have a few kids, potentially. At 42, much less likely to happen. Um, so they could, they could lie. Uh, another example, Rav Shach cited in the name of Chavetz Chaim. He said, a man can put cotton in his shoes to give the impression he's taller. Uh, the base Halevi, great, the, the progenitor of the Soloveitchik family, the Halevi the Halevi of Yosef uh, Yosef Soloveitchik, his shidduch uh, was um, she had a small hunchback. Oh my god! A small hunchback, which is kind of stands out. You know, you think a hunchback. So when he was told, "Go look her. She's such a great person. She bakes the most delicious bread." And when he looked into the bakery, he saw she was bent over the kneading trough, kneading dough, and she was doing that deliberately to obscure her hunchback so he wouldn't notice it. And um, and that's a true story. And um, yeah. Yeah, because afterwards, um, you know, the woman was a great person. He would have disqualified her from the outset without knowing that she had the hunchback. But after, later on, before they got married, it was divulged that she did have the hunchback. But by that point, he saw what, a, what an amazing human being she was. And he was able to use his discretion and say, you know what, Baruch Hashem, I want to marry her. They did get married, that wonderful marriage. And from them, Rafael Brisker was born. And the, and, and the Briskerov and all the great uh, Soloveitchik, Tamanik uh, Chachamim and Gedolim who were born, who were were born to that to that uh, couple. Um, so would you say any of that came in support of the fact that he was able to overlook that? I would think so. Yeah. yeah. So, but you but you said if by the way if by the way there's something disqualifying that you never divulge and it's relevant like a hunchback or any anything else that's obvious will come out eventually. The marriage may be disqualified as a mechatos. It may be a marriage under false pretenses. So you can't do that either. So this is a delicate area as I suggest with everything ask shy that number that could allow have Mara talks about it, Mechatal, sure. Especially the classic case of she uh, advertises herself as a Vesula when she's not. Right, that's, that's the most classic example of a Mechatal. Was it? Right, it's a lie, it's theft. It's theft on her part. What about if her name is something else? You get married with your name. Yeah, the name of your mother, that one? Yeah. That goes back to Rabbi Yehuda Chosi, one of the, um, the Bali Tosfos. Who, um, not the same Rabbi Yudah Hasid who we associate with the Shul in the Old City, different person. Um, and he, Rabbi Yudah Hasid had interesting, fascinating book that has a big influence, but many of the post are lenient about that one. In other words, if everything's equal, better not to marry a woman with your mother's name. But there, there, this, this is a discussion now. I'm saying, what if, what if the name, what if the name is wrong? 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 What if
gain it. You know, it's quick. Wait, so, so, right? Is that the kind of thing you would actually like, ask for? No, it's assumed it needs to be written into the Ksuba. And therefore, if she's not a Ksuba, she has to say that. She if you're has to say that. It's going to be it's part of the Ksuba. Are you allowed to marry a woman as a Bula? For a lot of men, that's disqualifying. Maybe not for you. That's personal choice. When you're in the process of dating, we mentioned this. Imagine what's going to be your mental state. It's a lot of things. It's an emotional roller coaster. Among other things, um, it's an incredibly vulnerable period, but it's also potentially a pretty exciting period. No? I mean, there is something a very exciting, potentially very exciting period. No? You know, you're, you're, could be. Could be. And so for many people, especially they go out one date, two dates, and three dates, and they move down the line, and, you know, they, maybe they fall in love, maybe they, they get really excited about this, well, maybe not falling in love in the Western sense, but they maybe less, but maybe also just, wow, I can spend my life with this really great girl, good sense of humor, and all these great qualities, and so on, amazing, I can't believe, who wouldn't would think that she would ever date a guy like me, kind of a thing. And what happens, understandably, because we're human beings, is we enter this kind of dreamy state of mind, where where um, we over-idealize her, or she over-idealizes us, and we, we, we conjure an image, wow, Hashem has sent me my Beshert, the perfect one. Um, that sometimes that attitude, as, as wonderful as it is, can um, obscure truth and make you conjure an image that's not real and try as best you can to catch yourself in that illusion because you could, you know, lie to yourself and you could build up this person to be, you know, she is your, in your making, she's, she becomes that image and it turns out when you get married, she's not that. She's actually a human being with all of her idiosyncrasies, all of her, you know, personal qualities, some of which are obnoxious, you know, when, you know, she may squeeze the toothpaste tube this way when you only squeeze, everybody knows you squeeze it from the end, but gradually rolls it, but she squeeze it from the middle. As much as you can be sane and sober in your approach to this, your best up. Forgive yourself for being a human being. You know, there's going to be a certain amount of you that is irrational. That's the nature of this. There's no, I, I hope I gave this idea over if I gave nothing else. There's no perfection in this area. Right? There's no way you will ever know, now I'm ready for marriage. Now I've decided she is the one. You don't know such things with certainty. As much as you try to build yourself up towards it. Right? So, but as much as you can be grounded and rational and level-headed in the process, that's what I'm encouraging. Um, we're talking about, like, uh, putting on a front of some sort. Yeah. Why, like, the makeup, it really could change the total appearance. It does. It does. It really does. Same, same thing. I said this earlier. You know, how you are when you put up on the facade is part of who you're marrying to. 
Meaning, it's not fair to say that, oh, that's her fake self. I want to see the real you. That's part of the real her. The best part. And you recognize it. On your best behavior. It's not your best behavior. You are showing that inevitably. What do you mean? The worst behavior in your shit all day? Of course you can. And you know that. That's that's going to be. You know that. And there's going to be a lot of mystery. There's going to be, you know, how she is in her bad moods. You probably will only discover once you're already married. You know that. You accept that going in. Unless you know the person first. How she. Side. Yeah. Gary Larson, Morning Face. Yeah. You know that one, the great uh, cartoon image where Morning Face and both people wake up and, you know, her nose is here and her ears over here and everything. Yeah, that's yeah, great, Farsight. As I just said, Farsight. I just quoted that, exactly. So anyway, yeah, Morning Face, right? We all have that Morning Face. You know, we all have our non-makeup, whatever, whatever we look at in our worst possible iteration. Okay, but you know that going in. But meanwhile, you're putting on your best face. And she for you, buddy. What do you want? Um, it may be for some I know for some men Overly made up uh, If a woman is overly made up It's actually a, a non-attractive It's not oh, And not only non-attractive it, it raises questions Why is she so made up What's she trying to hide That's the least of your problems This class But that last insight Was for the girls Right, there's certain certain things they should be they should be conscious of. Right. Number, say, number, uh, you're a human. Women fall in love with what they hear, and men fall in love with what they see. It's a woman with makeup and There's a lot of truth in everything you just said. We've been saying we've been saying variations on the same thing. Um, focus on mitos. Number ten. Number ten is is achron achron chaviv. Tenth and last, most important, right? Mitos, mitos, mitos. Get at it. Mitos, mitos, mitos. So, um, insofar as you're able to assess such things, it's hard because you're on your best behavior. So sometimes people people fake it. But um, let's say fromkite is important to you. Hopefully it is. Um, does she say brachos? You know, does she is she careful? Say that is the right time. How is she in conversation? You know that there's a halacha, not all of us are very good with this. Um, you're not allowed to interrupt somebody. Does she wait for you to yeah, finish? No. What? Does she wait for you to finish a sentence before you, before you start the next sentence? Um, there, and you can, if you're good observing things, you can pick up on a certain sensitivity or lack thereof just in a basic interaction, in, in, in an encounter with somebody. I, I would pay attention to things like that. The, the non-verbal cues. Does she, when you speak to her, does she make eye contact with you, for that matter? Does she? I'm not. Right? Are you able to? You, sorry for speaking. I agree. After the first couple days. Can you maintain a reasonable conversation? Does she remember the details? Does she remember things that you told her a couple dates ago and they come back? It shows a certain she pays attention, she listens. It's a great line. It's a great line. Lily Tomlin once had a great line. She said she, she described describes an ideal husband. Uh, he listens with the intensity with which with which most people speak. That's rare. You'll be lucky to find somebody who listens with the intensity with which most people speak. But that's certainly, these are things you want to look for. Is she a balas chesed? Um, does she lose her cool? I know friends of ours um, didn't know much about the young man that they that, that, that married their daughter, but they said one thing that kept, they kept hearing from his friends, uh, and it seemed to, you know, that was the one salient feature of this, of this young man, was that ne- nobody had ever seen him lose his cool. 
always, always, even when things were, were pressured and stressed and problems and so on, he never got angry. Uh, you'd like to find somebody like that. You should be, you should be so lucky to find somebody with those good midos. Um, if you find somebody who is, uh, you're, you're young, she's young, right? Unless you're getting married, you're 70s. But let's say, you know, when you're starting out in life, you're also, we're, we're all works in progress. So she doesn't have to be, and she probably isn't going to be a finished product. But if, if you, so, there's certain telltale signs. If you see somebody is a growing, learning person, do they learn? They learn Torah. They have regular time. Women learn nowadays as well. Do they, do they go to shearing? Do they show, you know, does she work on herself? Is there anything in her life to indicate that that's a little bit easier for her to find out about the men since men are more centrally involved in Torah learning? But you can find out these things. You can gauge based on your conversation. Is she somebody who's striving, who has rebbies that she loves, teachers that she loves, you know, that she wants, she wants, she role models that she that she speaks about? These are these are pretty good indications that there's somebody who's a um, the term in the, the yeshivas they talk about a, a benalia or a basalia somebody who's on the uptake somebody who's growing you're not finished products but at least they're committed to it that's a great sign yeah go ahead Wait, so during, that's what I want to say about this list anybody want one of these yes thanks for uptake so during during the day that's it's not like weird to have eye contact it's just like weird to have eye contact. Are you, are you I, I at least prolong eye contact. Do you know on a date you should be normal? And part of normal is yeah, to talk to somebody and have eye contact, no? What are you going to look down at the ground? Yeah, yeah. No, just people might not generally be used to when they're talking to a little to have eye contact with them. So I'm suggesting that you do that, because that's what normal human beings do when they, when they talk to somebody who's significant. If you want, no, this is good advice for a job interview, if it makes you uneasy, and most people are self-aware and awkward on dates, um, some people do, it, do make a mistake when they're in when they're in job interviews or on dates. They um, they know they have to have eye contact, so they, they have too much eye contact, and then they like look and they're like shifty eye. And they went back and forth. Just casually, you know, look at train yourself to look at the left eye and be dynamic. And you know what? what you'll do yourself a favor if you're really nervous. I blur left eye. Tell a joke. Imagine naked. Tell a joke. No, don't do that. That's awesome. Please, please, yes, hard, hard. I mean, um, why left eye? But you can certainly break the ice. You can break the ice with with good five penguins. penguins. Is that for me or that's for you guys? Yes, very good. Tell a joke. Tell a joke. Make light. Don't put on airs. Be down. Still have a pause on my voice. Yeah, go ahead, Shia. Why the um, for some reason, I don't know why they, they figured out, researchers have figured out that that's easier for us to focus on. Her left eye, for her or for Yours, you? for you. Where you're looking, oh, look at the left eye. It's where your right eye more naturally goes, that's why. That's true. That's right? Okay, right fine. If that works for you, because of the hate, there's no magic in this. Wait, their, yeah, their left eye or your left Just, just oh, get to uh, Another suggestion for job interviews and shit updates and all the rest of that. Um, well, that's good. No, 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 no,
all seriousness, a smile. A smile is so powerful, right? It affects your mood when you smile. It's one of the reasons why jokes are good. I like if you're really a stress case. Different people handle stress differently. If you know about yourself to be a very nervous, a nervous type. Um, what, a, what a athletes do, what a stand-up comics do, it's known and it works, it's effective in the world, is um, they do relaxation exercises before they before they get up and perform and do their thing. They often go, one most relaxing thing is to go for a jog, do some cardiovasculars, go for a good swim or jog or something like that, or a hike, and then take a shower and come back and you'll be loose. Shower. Fine. There are other relaxation techniques. If that's going to work for you, you can say, fine. Sometimes, but I also say, be a normal human being. I also say, too many of these tricks and pieces of advice can also have an have an unintended ironic effect on making you even more neurotic. Wait, did I smile enough? And don't do that either. Don't go too nuts. I'm just giving you little tips. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so I was waiting for two years, and I, I witnessed a lot of dates in the time of hearing, and it was very easy to spot who were first dates and who were you know, dates that were really long. Mm-hmm. Um, there are obviously places that you don't go on a first date because things are very awkward. So right. restaurants are definitely not because no one, people order expensive meals and then they don't eat it because they're too embarrassed to eat it from you. Right, stupid. Go for so, coffee. Where is it? Where are proper places to go for first dates? Um, Hotel lobbies, coffee shops, public areas where you go for a walk, ideally where people aren't going to know you. You don't have to be, that, so you don't have to be subconscious. Um, you know, I, I know, I, and sometimes people have gone, I, I know people have gone to museums sometimes. Activities, because it takes the pressure off, you're doing something together. But, you know, on the other hand, if you do too many of those things, like too many museums, you also don't have a chance to really talk about what's most important. Remember, the purpose of the shit date is you're there to assess, is this somebody I'm going to spend the rest of my life with? So you'd like to give ample time to adjust talking and seeing... Go for a walk. What? Go for a walk. Go for a walk. That's true. Hey, this is the end of Coke, okay? Two, not one, two. Okay. People are looking for their beshert. So I, I mentioned that I, I have to address this concept of beshert. Beshert is a Yiddish word. It means your intended... Um, I would say, for our purposes, especially since our brains have been poisoned by so much Western love culture, um, the notion of living happily after, after, ever after, and all that kind of stuff has has messed with our ideas of beshert, and we think the perfect one is out there for us. And honestly, do you know who your beshert is? I think this is the best definition of beshert. The beshert is the woman you wind up marrying. Yeah. No, it's not at all like that. It's the opposite of that. It's the one. It's whoever winds up marrying. In other words, for better or for worse, with with the war right here in the middle of her forehead, right? That's your bashir. Meaning a bashir could also be. Do you know? I know. Sorry to terrorize you, but um, a bashir could be also the woman who, in her difficulty, in her in her difficult personality, brought out the menschlichkeit in you because you had to struggle to live with her. 
That could also be your Bashir, meaning it's not the one who gives me those warm butterfly feeling in my, in, in, you know, in, in my in my in my stomach. It's the one who it's the one who, who the mice that was designated for me. I'm telling you, my, my suggestion is that this is a poisonous idea in the modern modern mind because sometimes with the notion of Bashir, some people never get married. Their standards are so impossibly high. They picture, especially if they've dated before, uh, in the Western sense of dating, they compare her or him with the best best personalities, best qualities of everybody they've ever dated. Nobody like that exists. So you'll never get married with this with this notion. The Bashar is simply who Akadish Barakal has in mind for you with all their problems. So I wouldn't I wouldn't weigh this one too heavily. Yeah, go ahead. Somebody's gonna say? No, okay. Oh, yeah, okay, so so you can't have it that uh, that pretty much you married someone that isn't your Bashir, that like doesn't make sense? My, my definition, which others would argue with, I admit, but my definition is it's whoever you wind up marrying. So you have to make it work. So so that may not have been your Bashir. If you wind up getting divorced then Mistama, that yeah. wasn't your Bashir. But whoever you wind up spending the better part of your life with, Mistama was your Bashir. But you might not ever feel that. You may not feel that magical, this is the one kind of a feeling. And probably better not to look for that either. Does that mean that not everybody has a Bashir? No, everybody's a Bashir. Oh, some people never get married. Right. Or they never found the Bashir. Well, I mean, technically, if they're, if they're more... Or their standards were so impossibly high that they, 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 the Bashir was there and they passed up their Bashir. Right. That's certainly possible. Especially the modern... You know who has a real disadvantage on this on these kinds of things? Um, I hope I'm not picking anybody. I'm sure I am. Uh, New Yorkers. Not just New Yorkers, but... Metropolitan areas, and I'll tell you the psychology. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Yeah, Back in the shtetl. Stay with me on this. Back in the shtetl. Back in the shtetl, there was Shrinza, Bilka, and Masha. And right, that was it. That, those are your options. That's who you could marry. And Sprinza was sort of, you know, sort, sort, sort of ugly. And, and and Bilka had sort of a rancid personality. And 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 Masha uh, was really obnoxious. Those are those are your options. Okay. And and you'll decide. Okay, I guess Bilka. You know, we'll go with Bilka. And you don't have no this unrealistic, unrealistic expectation that the perfect one someday my princess will come is out there. You make do and you make it work to the best of your, best your ability. When you are part of a large pool of people, and that's why I pick on the major metropolitan cities, you, you develop this bubba this this illusion, this idea that no, no, your, your standards become inflated uh, unrealistically that, you know, no, I'm not going to have this one and that one and the other one because the standards are way too high. And as I said, there are people who actually never get married and they could have and should have gotten married. Um, so that's that's when I talk about the small town mentality, the big town mentality. Uh, small towners have it on this one. Sure, why not? Anything's possible. I, I, my big point is that these ideas should only be used to encourage you. They shouldn't be. Um, they shouldn't be crutches. They shouldn't. No, no uh, They shouldn't be stumbling blocks. They shouldn't be stumbling blocks for people. So polygamy. More than one shared or no? But let's say she dies, one woman dies and the other one gets married a second time. Oh, scenarios are possible. How it's going to be in Olam Haba is it's a subject that Kabbalists talk about. Which wife are you going to be with? And what if she has multiple husbands because she died and so on? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, so, but 
my question is how long? Stop, if we can stop it distractedly. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Perfect, Jesse. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, yeah, good. I'm moving on. Yeah, go quick. So, so technically, today with the shirt prices, there are more women than men. That means there are some women without the shirt. Some. There's like, that, that's like they were born without the shirt. So they have a cutter's bar inspired them for other purposes. That's so sad. Wait. Well, it's not sad if that's what a cutter's bar intended. Then it's the reality. No? Some men are married too. So we have a mandatory divorce. Just because. Like, they're out there, they're not getting married. Rebbe Kiva teaches, Rebbe Kiva teaches, history, history people, Rebbe Kiva teaches, just did this a few minutes ago, uh, to get yourself used to saying the expression, Kol Ovid Rahmana, finish my sentence, the Tav Ovid. Everything, everything that a Kaddish Prophet does, it's all for the best. Gam Zulatova. But that doesn't make it it may be sad, but it's also the reality the person can accept. And maybe shouldn't accept. That's why. That's why I resist the the uh, the, the, uh, the term shidduch crisis. It's crisis. Definitely, we should strive to help these people. It's a major chesed to to help help them find compatible shidduchim for all means. But crisis already indicates something's wrong in the world, and we you know there's an injustice. It's not in Baruch is the dynamics. He decides what's going to be, and I accept that ultimately. Even though we can try to help them as best we can, I'm just I'm resisting the hysterical uh, you know tone that people take when they talk about this. You said um, you said um, I think yesterday or something that, that um, there was uh, a case where the guy, a guy had like a ton of money, so he was able to marry like. I did, Remy Tarfon. Also, they do that nowadays. I'm saying if some of no, it's irrelevant now. They're not banning it then. This is now. So, so based on so the like this, the fact that there's more women, so now so in the next generation, it's like the way God's is moving the world. Like, there's supposed to be women who are going to get married. Yeah. Mr. Do you know? I mentioned this. Some of us were talking the other day after class, and I mentioned this is a known thing in history. Do you know that? Um, World War One was hundred years ago. They started, and, and it was a disaster of such epic proportions um, that in England, almost an entire generation of young men were wiped out. I mean, not entirely, obviously, but but disproportionately, demographically, there was in the nineteen teens and twenties, it was known that many, many, a, a good number, I think, a majority of British women of marriageable age didn't get married because there weren't enough men. Period. They just never got married. It was a terrible, terrible tragedy. That was the reality. That's one of the offshoots of World War One. Okay, that was also part of Kaddish Baruch's plan. So they had other functions in the world that they had to serve. Abba. Uh, so if there's a guy that's older and dating for a while, are you saying that's probably coming from the wrong place? No. I think life is so complicated. I resist easy and <laughs> easy interpretations like that. You hear what I'm saying? Yes, I, do. I don't know. It'd be a thousand different factors. That's true, but, but what I'm saying is many times, you know, you're seeing the whole idea of because he couldn't technically marry one of them. He's too young. Yes, it's true, we don't know yet. Right. I would suggest right. I would even say maybe probably. Right. A guy who's more or less normal without any major problems and issues and so on, and he's been in a lot of dates and he and, 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 and nobody's good enough for him, probably what I'm saying is accurate. That he's, he, he, simply, he simply has unrealistic standards. Um, here's a scenario, real scenario. What do you say in the following case? 
on paper, they are perfect for one another. I mean, everything matches up. And um, they date, and he comes back to me afterwards. It's a real story. He comes back to me afterwards, and he says, um, she's an amazing person. She has the greatest personality, wonderful sense of humor. I'm not marrying her. She's physically repulsive. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. That's it. That's not, That's not his question. You try convincing him to go out one more time. If she wants, she wants a second date. I feel bad saying no because the oh, it went so spectacularly well. The date was so great. The only reason that for me to say no is because of the physical, which may be a little bit obvious in this case, and it's so hurtful to her. I should go out on a second date. That's your question. That's his question for me. What do, what do I do? That's what he wants to know. Go back on a second date and be the biggest jerk you can be. Wow. That, was, that was his thinking. That was his thinking. That was part of the question. That's what you say. She might think it messes up. She might think it messes up. She might think it messes She might think it messes up. 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 She might if I don't go out with it, right. I, if I, do you know? Do you know? This is true. Here's here's basic human psychology. Chazal talk about such things. Um, do you know that beautiful women, uh, uh, let's say objectively beautiful women who have awful personalities, after not even that long a time, they actually aren't even that attractive anymore. And do you know that conversely, plain looking women, maybe not ugly, but like otherwise you would never notice them, and maybe even unattractive, but they have such wonderful personalities that over a period of time, actually she starts becoming physically attractive. Was she because of that? Or she, she, in your eyes, becomes physically because Because you see the essence of the person shining out through the exterior, through the physical, that actually she becomes very attractive to you. So I, that's what Yosef is suggesting, and I, I, I'm agreeing that's possible. In this scenario, he told me 100% he knew he was not going to marry her. It was not like that. It was not one of those cases. He knew about that. He knew that definitely don't go on. So my wife's, my, wife, my wife's insight was, of course you can't go on the second date. She'll get her hopes up, and it'll be even harder for her the second time around. Mm-hmm. You think you're doing her a chesed, but you're actually making it worse. It's, it's cruelty to go. Um, I suggested, I agreed, of course, but I suggested also... It's, I, I thought I was even more scathing with him. I thought that he wasn't as concerned over her feelings and how she'd take it. He was more upset with himself that he was rejecting an otherwise perfect person on paper, and he felt guilty himself for rejecting it for this reason, so he wanted to appease himself by going on the second date. Uh, people, people are tricky. But, but, no, 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 he didn't. And correctly so. Correctly so. Barack. So, hypothetically, um, there's a case where you are too picky, and then you actually go on a date with like the perfect girl. Yes. But but at the moment, you, you you don't see it, and then a couple of days later, are you ever able to go back, or is that like not allowed? Is that hazardous? Oh, everything's possible. No, but like there are all kinds of stories. All kinds of stories. You ask. You say we said you know there's all kinds of stories where they, it was a disaster of a date. You go back, you ask you ask the shot, and you say I know it was terrible. Would she be willing to see me again? And sometimes people get married and have right. very nice marriages. But, but, but even after a gap, let's say that you already date like two more girls. Sure, why not? Anything's possible. These are this is as I keep making the argument. This is not a perfect science. So you know you're, t- you're dealing with human beings, the human er- area. I mentioned this. I, I I made the argument that the shidduch system is objectively superior to any other system out there. It's not perfect. There are all kinds of problems. Why are there problems? Because it's a human system. Human beings can be jerks. No? 
But so naturally, yeah. <laughs> no. So naturally, naturally, any such system like is not right. I mean, I know, I know at least one Derek guy who had a nightmarish experience on a shidduch, uh, and the family was horrific, and the shidduch broke off, and it was a mess. I'm not telling you the particulars. Uh, I'm not because you know this. Is, I, I'll leave it at that. It could be anybody, but I, if I start getting too particular, I'm gonna cut oh, no. Um, and, 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 and that happens and you know, you'd think after going through such an experience maybe he'd dis- be disillusioned with this world but um, no, no, he's okay he says no, this is the, the people were evil and the general system is good there's a difference you know, between Judaism and Jews this is the lofty, perfect system of ethics and kedusha, a recipe for living a good and life. And this is what we do with it. Right, that's people. Okay, what do you expect? It's much worse. It's much worse in the Goetia world. The, the dating scene, the bars, the whatever, every, all, all, all other alternatives are, are, are obviously, and we, we, we've discussed, inferior. Um, this, this is the way to do it. I, I didn't mention this, but you probably, I mentioned materialism, but I didn't address money. How people are with money is another factor to consider before getting married. Um, some people are incredibly tight. Others are overly generous. Um, you are one way, and not, you know you're probably more one way than the other. Um, money issues, money policy. How is the family with money? Um, money destroys lots of how do you relationships. How do you, you might not know. You might not. But it's something to be at least aware of and notice and see. I mean, among other things. Um, Sometimes people get engaged. Nowadays, the system is you get engaged, and then there's a period, the waiting period. I'm about to get there right now, and there's a waiting period, and they get married. Sometimes things come out after the engagement, after the announcement, or before the wedding that are ugly that you see or bad. You know, so these decisions are made about who spends what on what and how it works and so on. People will be negative on promises and so on. Those can be disqualifying. I'll say it now for the record. Um, better to break up then. If you see something alarming in the behavior, and even though it's a public humiliation because everybody celebrated. And dance with you at the at the Erusin at the celebrate the Vort and 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 great marriage but you haven't gotten married yet and most significantly there are no children yet in the picture if you see things that are are really disqualifying it probably it might be worth breaking up then but you can like too long and maybe just work it out then. You might, and often you should. Right. And that's why it's tricky, and you should have good, wise people around you, like rabbis and teachers and such, who can, who can guide you. Because the opposite is also true. It's, as I said, the most insecure time in a person's life where you're filled with second thoughts and doubts, self-doubts and questions. I can't believe what have I got myself into. Everybody feels that way. Everybody feels, oh no, have I made a terrible mistake. Everybody feels that. So factor that in and say, maybe I'm just being overly stressed. But sometimes, some things that people do are objectively awful. So that's why you ask a Shiloh, you a rabbi, says, whoa, they can't do that. And then maybe there's alarming behavior that you see emerging in this later period. Quick. So should the, do you think the tonight should be signed at the board or at the, right before the... Well, what's the difference? You could break it up. Listen, I, what I said is just... I mean, again, any such thing you would want to... Make that decision with great care and hesitation, but sometimes it's the correct decision. A similar decision may be reached even after the even after the marriage, in the early days of marriage, before there are children involved. It's uh, it's it's a world different getting divorced before the children versus after different. One destroys many lives. The the, the, the first scenario only 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 um, embarrasses two lives and then permits them to start over again. Right. So these are these are factors maybe. Eminently logical, common sensible, but but you should consider all this. Um, what's a better thing? You're asking way too many good questions. I'm not getting through my material, but go ahead. 
Sorry. It's um, okay. It's okay. They're very so excellent people, questions, people, but I, 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 I only have two more classes on this, but go ahead. I'm sorry, I know, like, you know, the way the Jewish thing, thing is that people don't date for so long, right? Yeah. So is it better that people date longer? Or that they can get if you have then, like, reasonable, if you have reasonable yeah. doubts, for sure. Or I'm saying, or that like they have uh, an engagement and break it off. Because I'm saying, like you learn with like break off, like break off an engagement is like a very terrible thing. It's like it is, it is. But always consider the alternatives. So is there like one's better than the other, dating longer or having? For sure, date longer than break off an engagement. It's humiliating. I mean, but that's you'll figure that out. Or we hope not. <laughs> right, I'm sorry, in the process. Um, there are lots of minhagim, people have a fort. Sometimes they have a private thing, which is the family, then they have a public thing. Some people have a catered. I'm going to make an editorial comment. Nobody asked my opinion, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, the world is incredibly materialistic. It's, um, I mean, America is much worse than Israel, but even Israel's catching up to American standards. They spend more, more money than they have. Um, I'm suggesting that you don't, that you try to underplay it, on the other hand, um, because you're, it's the meeting of two families. Always err on the side of shalom. Here's one rule of thumb. Once you're engaged and once you're planning the wedding, the wedding is for the woman. You are, you are, uh, tofel, nitpal is a word for makos, right? Tofel to the proceedings. You get all kinds of attention. You had your shalom zachar, not even, not even a week into, you know, not even eight days into your life. You had the bris. You had your bar mitzvah, all public celebrations. Right? You make a seum every time you go through a masechta. Right? Everything is celebrating the man. The girl... Not much, not much going on. Her her big occasion, the big event in her life is her wedding, hopefully just once. Right, Bezras Hashem. It's all around her, and whatever she wants, she gets. Hopefully, if you have a clash of material standards and, and, and so on, you work that out in the shit phase, and you've worked out. But if, if it turns out that through this, they might be more materialistic or less materialistic than you prefer, probably err on the side of deferring to them. But if you're of the same mind and you can go, you can go simple, I'm suggesting you do so. It used to be um, the world was such that they deferred to Rabbani much more that people like the Notab Yehuda in the 18th century in Prague, another great rabbi from Prague, um, the Notab Yehuda set a ceiling on the cost of a wedding. And as a community, it was enforced. You couldn't go against it. Even if you were the wealthy man in town, everybody had to spend X amount and no more. In some communities, especially Hasidic communities, the Rav still enjoys that kind of authority where they can, they can say that and it works. In Ger, for example, which is the largest Hasidic in Eretz Yisrael, Ger Hasidim Gul in Hebrew, um, the Ger, Ger community, the Rebbe has a ceiling. No more is spent. Um, and there's a story, a true story, of one of his wealthy donors who said, I know the Rebbe, I know our standard is a very important thing, nobody can spend more, but you know I'm a little different. I give, I underwrite the, the yeshiva's payroll and, and, and the rest of it. I want to make a water, uh, wedding for my daughter. I was thinking I'm going a little bit over the limit. And the Rebbe said, that's fine. You, it's different. It's true. Of course, um, tell me, which Hasidic will you be settling on when you, when you, when you find your new Rebbe? <laughs> you don't mess around with that kind of authority. Um, unfortunately, you know, there, there's certainly most, most Rebbe's would agree, but the authority, people do what they want to do and don't often ask this Shiloh they should. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's, here's the last point I'll make for today, and that is how long should you be engaged for? Um, lots of factors, and it has to do with uh, finding the right wedding hall and who can fly in and people's schedules and so on. Insofar as you have any say in the matter, and again, don't compromise Shalom on this, yeah, two weeks is too long. Um, you'll do yourself a favor because the following logic pertains. Um, engagement is usually miserable. Prepare yourself for it. 
You have all the oh, challenges, all the responsibilities of being married, and none of the perks. And 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 there's no you can get in fights, the misunderstandings that take place because you're not even living together. You don't really have the chance to develop anything. So um, you say one off thing, and, and remember the whole time people are thinking, have I made a mistake? Is she the right one? Is he the right one? So one off, and and because women do play mind games more than men do, you know, you say you one offhand comment that you didn't even intention. I can't believe you'd say, and then she's off and done, and like you know, conflict. Um, Rav Shach says you should have almost no interaction. Should, don't even see her. You know, limited to yeah, purple's a lovely co- co- uh, color for a napkin. Kind of interactions. The minag is in, in, in many Ashkenazi circles is they actually don't have any contact the week before the wedding. But many people try to you know you've done you made your decision. You're getting married. You divided the congregate the responsibilities. You figure out where you're going to live after marriage. You, you do a lot of the logistical planning of building a life together. But dating. While you're while you're in, in, in engagement period, what's the what's the function? It can only serve, probably in most cases, only serve to undermine you to make things more challenging. Not to mention, not the least of which, or maybe the same in the obvious, but here's the woman you're going to marry. Hopefully, she's at least somewhat attractive to you. She's off limits to you, but she's yours. So that's a terrible dynamic. It's a terrible temptation for men. So that's why, among other things, Yehud at this time is more stringent than any other time. So don't be with her. As best you can, avoid her. They're supposed to be here like once every few weeks. No, the post can say otherwise. I'll quote Rav Shach. I'll give you Rav Shach. They should see. Here's how Rav Shach said it. Rav Shach, Ador, said like this. They should see each other no more than once every three weeks and better if less. But they're seeing each other. But only because the napkins have to be purple or do you think maybe brown? Something like that. Only tachlis, right? Uh, too much time, Rav Shach said, leaves, uh, leaves possibilities for inevitable conflicts, right, as best you can. Um, Rav Shach said, don't even write letters. He discouraged it. Um, don't even visit one another's families. On the other hand, don't delay the wedding, because uh, often delayed weddings means no weddings. Um, he, he said the ideal engagement, of Shah's opinion, three days. Go figure. Uh, not going to work today. Um, yeah, you know, wedding halls need much more advanced notice. But but you hear the, you hear the gist. You hear the idea. As best you can, keep it short and, and professional. And when you get married, that's bizarre. We're going to start with marriage tomorrow. When you get married, then all the good stuff will come and the conflicts. But at least you'll be able to resolve the conflicts because you're living together then. All right, have a good night.